Talk me over my interest. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Kathy and Jack Watch Films. Jingle. <laughs> did you like that intro? It was alright. Thank you. Didn't Good. know where you were going with it. Um, neither did I. It's just like it's tension grabbing, isn't it? It's different. It's a bit kind of unusual. Strange cadence. Maybe right. I'll put like a cool sound in between each one of the little gaps. Yeah, you probably won't know, will you? <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> I could do it and you wouldn't know. I have to make you listen to them now. <laughs> well, hello. Hello. Um, I hope you all enjoyed our Christmas podcast with our special Christmas jingle. Yes. Sounded like all the Christmases at once. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wanted a Christmas jingle, you got a Christmas jingle. <laughs> It was very good. It was good. It Thank made you. me laugh. Good. You didn't understand why it was funny. I did. I was just I was playing dumb for you. Okay. Um, well, this is our first podcast of 2021. Correct. And so we're going to spend all of it talking about the films of 2020 that we've watched. Yes. We watched exactly 100 films last year. Well, I watched 100 films. You watched slightly less. I reckon I watched about the same. No, look how many. Look. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. You watched nineteen less than me. Oh, have I written all the films that I've watched down there? Have I occasionally watched a film and not put it in? Yeah, probably. No. So not as dedicated as me. Yes. So we've both of us watched roughly a hundred films. Yes, we yeah. have. About your films, sorry, yawning. Maybe I've watched like 99. Um, so we're going to review all of them in this um, seven hour episode, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun game, this, because we've got to try and somehow make it fit a podcast length of time, isn't it? Yeah, well, we can just like, this is just like quick reviews, mini reviews. I think some of them should be quick, but I feel like this is exactly the same conversation we had this time last year. But I feel like, you know, if we want to link on some of them, then... Yeah, then we should. Yeah, we'll do. We'll just do as we feel. Right. Okay. Got a hundred films to talk about. Excellent. If we talked about them for a minute each, it would be an hour and a half. This is the um, podcast equivalent of one of those books, which you get on the coffee table. You know, like a big chunky one. Everybody's got one in the house. A thousand yeah. and one films Though which it... Kathy and Jack have watched before you die. <laughs> it's more like an end of year list. The ones you get in the newspapers. You know, like. I suppose so. It's a lovely and inclusive end of your list, though, because everything gets left off. I mean, nothing gets left off. Yes. Well, I guess we should start, since we've got 100 films to get through. <sighs> Neither you... of us have finished our coffees, so it's going to be occasional slippings. Yep. Apparently, when you're popular, people actually listen to you, people phone in and complain about that. I would love that. What, you would love if they complained about slippings? Well, you just know that they're there then, don't you? you yeah. Know. Like you listened and you were annoyed, but you listened. <laughs> that would be nice, wouldn't it? That would be lovely. Yes. Have we talked about your Goodreads followership? I don't have a Goodreads followership. It's like 15 people. Kathy's famous on Goodreads. No. And she, she doesn't like it. No, I, I don't mind it. It's just 50, about like 15 people have started randomly following my reviews. And what did you say to me? I said, why? You said, why? And you said, who are these people? <laughs> In a very exasperated tone. I wasn't exasperated. I was curious. Who mm. are they all? Where have they come from? Why have they all started now? 
Can you ask them? Like, can you talk to other Goodreads users? Um, yeah, I could do. Maybe you should ask them. Uh, they'll probably all go away again. It's one of those things, isn't it? Sometimes. That's what you're hoping for, isn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Some peace and quiet in the Goodreads section. I don't, I don't mind. It's nice that they're following me. If there's any... It just made me feel a bit of pressure that, like, normally I would just put, put reviews and, you know, no one would read them. <laughs> maybe someone is actually reading them I've looked over your shoulder That's and you've strange. done your good years good, good what's it called again good reads reviews yeah they're pretty good uh, you put some time and effort into them even when you didn't know anybody was watching you know only when I felt like it now I feel like I have to I think you should just carry on being because that's what they came there for you know yeah I think the pressure is uh, unnecessary yeah dance and also write good reads reviews like nobody's watching isn't it yeah, I, I'm fine. I think you're making more of a big deal of it than I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Isn't that true? Um, you're always bringing it up. I'm always bringing it up because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm over it now. I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was curious and now I've accepted it. Good. My 15 people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 15 is a good start. Yeah. It's about quality of person, not number of people, isn't it? Oh, I don't know if they're good quality or not. They could be anyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I think you should reach out to them <laughs> and ask them the questions you ask me. Well, are you a quality person? <laughs> are you a quality person? Who are you? And what are you doing? <laughs> I thought we were starting this. Yeah, we were, but you know, like, we've only got 100 to review. I'll miss out in no time. It is currently half past four. Um, Friday? Friday, so we've got easily a couple of hours before tea. Yeah. Okay, cool. let's do this. Okay, we first film of 2020, mm-hmm. you didn't watch it. It was Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Nice. Yes. Can I try and review it? Go on. A few, three words. Three words. Yeah. Um, return to form. Oh, controversial. <laughs> controversial. So tell me about Star Wars, go ahead. Which one is this? What happens? Is there a Death Star? Um, to be honest, I can't, I can't remember if there's a Death Star. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there is. There's usually a Death Star, isn't there? Knocking back somewhere. Yeah, normally somewhere. But I don't think there is. This one is was the third one in the newest trilogy. Mm-hmm. So it was like the final one of that trilogy. Any good? Yeah, it was good. It was How fun. many stars did you give it at the time? I gave it four stars. Nice. Yeah. Who's directing this one now? Can you remember? J.J. Abrams. Oh, no way. Yeah. Uh-huh. He took it over again. Didn't somebody He did, did... the first one. Then um, the guy who did... Knives Out. Knives Out did the second one. And that was really good, was it? That he, was really good. It, and yeah. a bit more like unexpected. And then I think they were worried about what all the fans thought because some fans kicked off. So J.J. Abrams took it back over and basically pretended the second one hadn't existed. Really? Well, yeah. I feel like those but, those losers had the hate in them already. I know, and you know then I mean? no one like, was happy. Like what you want that. the on, same guys. people weren't happy with J.J. Abrams's one. You know, when it came out, they were exactly. everyone was like, that was heavily criticised as well. They should have just ploughed on with it, shouldn't they? Gutless. Yeah, but then you know, it it was fun. I thought it was fun. So what was it that your man in the middle was doing differently then? Um, he made it a bit more about that it was. Because the main heroine, um, Ray, mm-hmm. I think her name is Ray, um, is 
the, his story for her that was that she came from nothing. She was yeah. just like a random peasant girl who didn't have the who had the force, but there was no like family lineage or anything to explain it. Um, but then in J.J. Abrams's one, um, it he brought it back to being like a lineage thing, and it turned out she was the long lost granddaughter of Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine. What what does that what does that improve? Well, I suppose some people were like, "Well, why why does she have the Force?" Blah blah blah. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Like, mate, you're in space. Don't start asking why. I can't remember what it was. I don't know. These those sorts of people always kick off about something, don't they? They kicked off because they had um, Finn, who's a black stormtrooper, and they were all like, "Oh, all stormtroopers are white." Even though stormtroopers never take their helmets How off. How do we know that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is going on, people? This is why I don't uh, watch these stupid films. And then they were like, oh, she's a girl and she has the force. How? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then J.J. Abrams was like, well, she's the granddaughter of Palpatine. That's why. Um, Where's she now? Blah. I think it would have been better if she was nobody. But... It was still a fun film. Right. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So, next. Next? Film one. Done. Next one was The Fugitive. Oh, nice. With Han Solo. With Han Solo in, yes. Nice little link. Yes. Um, well, I... We should try and find a link between each of them. <laughs> oh, okay. We can't move on to the next one unless there's a link. No, that's going to be... Um... Oh, camera's in. No, so. It's going to be too hard. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so we watched this as a part of the um, ongoing Jack Watches films of his childhood series. <laughs> um, um, this is a, like a sort of not particularly deep but very fun little film, isn't it? Yes. Um, it almost feels like a film from another time in a way. Simple, simple stuff. Who done the murder? Will the man find out before um, so, it's caught? Yeah, sort of like Taken before Taken, wasn't it? I mean, he doesn't take anybody, but... Is it like Taken? Well, isn't in Taken... Isn't he accused of his wife's murder? Is he? I thought it was more about his daughter getting kidnapped by Europeans. Yeah, I'm sure in like one of the tri- one of the films... One of the films he has to go rogue, does he? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Which is what this guy does in this one. Yes. So you gave The Fugitive three stars. Yes, which right. I stand by. I gave it four stars. Oh, you liked it a lot, didn't you? I liked it a lot. Then next was Jojo Rabbit. Oh, I was thinking of something to say about the future. Oh, sorry. Go on then. Sorry, I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so next was Jojo Rabbit. Tommy Lee Jones is... Um, <laughs> he's just, no, I've got nothing. <laughs> Let's go to Jojo Rabbit. Taika Waititi. Saw that one in the cinema. This is funny because it's like the start of the year when we were watching films in the cinema. Yes, indeed. <sighs> Sad. Oh, these times. Yes. Um, so Jojo Rabbit you gave it three stars yes and I gave it four you gave it four stars it is very good Um, it made me cry at the time but harsh three stars I feel like well that's how good the film I think it was I think it was four stars I was emotionally weak at the time it was a very hard day (laughs) (laughs) what had happened that day I had a really bad lesson from an idiot who then followed me home to the train station so I couldn't complain about him for a whole hour (laughs) oh (laughs) <laughs> very hard 
Yeah, we've been to like a lecture. Yeah, but then we went then, like, to um, a kebab shop and had a really great kebab. Hey, look, the rest of the day was great. I'm not knocking the rest of the day at all. Mm. This guy, though, was something else. He really did make a bit of me die. But <laughs> 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 um, Jojo Rabbit, that was a great film. Jojo Rabbit was good, yes. By um, Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. who, linking back to one of the other films, oh, yeah. will it's direct one of the Wars. new Star Wars. Can you link him up to um, Fugitive, though? No. Well, I pro- oh, yeah, because he's directing one of the new Star Wars. Yes. Han Solo. See, we can do this. <laughs> Good job. Then next is Emma. The new adaptation of Emma. Oh, we're going too fast. We're going too fast? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have more to say about Jojo Rabbit? Um, Didn't we do a whole podcast about it? I think the problem yeah, we did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the problem here is that you're a little bit faster off the starting guns than me today. <laughs> I'm a little bit slow and a bit dopey. So I'm just start getting into thinking about the film. And then we're on to the next one. Maybe I should just go with it. Maybe I should just go with it. We're um, only on film number three and we're like ten minutes in. I know, I've derailed the whole thing. Um, <laughs> although five minutes of that was chatting about your Goodreads, which yes. I wish you'd stop going about. <laughs> um... Emma. Is this one we watch two Emmas? You didn't no, that's wa- Rebecca, you, isn't it? Yeah, you don't watch any Emmas. Okay, I'm going to pipe down then. You haven't seen any Emmas. <laughs> Are there multiple Emmas? Yes. Oh. There's one with Gwyneth Paltrow in. Nice. Um, there's this one. Mm-hmm. There's probably a TV adaptation as well, but I'm not sure. So what did you think of Emma, Carried? I thought it was very good. It's got Johnny Flynn as the romantic lead. Oh, yeah. You know, all tousled. <laughs> this tousled beard. <laughs> I don't know if he has a beard or not. Yeah. Well, if he did, tousled. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you say tousled? Um, it's how we're now saying tousled on this podcast. It's how, I, <laughs> how I say tousled. Yeah, tousled. You know what we're talking about. Just imagine what it should, how it should be pronounced every time we say tousled. Tousled fits the word. It does, yeah. Tousled. Yeah. Yeah. Tousled your hair. done with a towel, couldn't it? Maybe. Tousled. Well, oh. <laughs> it's the sound of people turning up the house. Yeah. Fun's over, guys. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, Emma was very good. Mm-hmm. Watched that in the cinema too. Nice. With my sister. And I gave that four stars. This is like a little list of ones you didn't watch because... No, yeah, I'm just going to sit back here. Uh, the next one was Parasite. I still didn't mean to see that. Yeah. Did I was thinking think about... Yeah, I was thinking about it earlier today, actually. Thinking oh, yeah. that we should watch it. Because, um, yeah. I saw that in the cinema too. Mm-hmm. That was, um, yeah, five stars. Still five stars. Oh, fair play. I have to give that a go at some point. Yeah. Uh, and then Shirkus, which is a Netflix documentary. Shirkus sounded great. I think you should just quickly describe what Shirkus is about, because, I don't know, it's not very well known. A little synopsis would be nice. Yeah, it's a Netflix documentary um, about this woman. She's in her 40s now, probably. Uh, and when she was in her... When she just left school, so I guess she was 18... Her and her friends came up with the idea to make a whole film, and they filmed it all on film. Um, and they were in Singapore. I think they were in Singapore, and 
But then a man that they were making the film with ran off with the footage. Mm. Um, so then this is now years later and she's got some of the footage back, but the sound has been lost. So she can't like recreate the film, but the documentary is sort of recreating that time and um, and going through back through the events of making the film and her relationship to this man and, you know, why trying to, she's trying to understand why he went off with this film and sort of ruined her, um, her dreams, her dream. Yeah. It was really good. Because it was a mix of the sort of investigation of that and little bits of the film being, um, sort of resounded up, was it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it's the footage of the film a lot of the footage of the film sort of like played with like the modern voiceover over the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very good. Mm. And it's got a really nice soundtrack as well, which I really liked. Um, yeah, so that's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack, you can find the soundtrack on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. Nice. I just thought I wanted to shout out because I didn't hear enough about that. And that sounded good. Yeah, I definitely... Still, I've watched it, but it sounds good. Yeah, well, I guess I've seen it, so I'd have to watch it again to watch it with you. Um, yes. But yeah, it's um, worth watching. It's like quite a thoughtful documentary. Well, not too harrowing, you know, mm-hmm. if you want a documentary which isn't true crime or something. Yes. So then... The next one we did watch together. Yes. Which was Black Narcissus. Mm, which ended up being one of my favourite films of the year, I think. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. It's the one that stuck with me the most. Wow. Um, I thought it was a yeah, really interesting, very, very sophisticated kind of film, which was in between quite a lot of different things, I thought. It's a really good drama. Um, it's a really good ghost story. It's got loads of weird occult stuff going on in it. And it just looks amazing as well. Mm. Um, so really, really striking and weird and good film, I thought. Yeah, so it's a Powell and Pressburger film from the 40s, isn't it? Yes, which I've never really seen any of that stuff before, I don't think. No, I've never seen any of the things mm. either. I'd like to watch more, though. Yeah. This was very beautifully filmed. I think watching a bit of Tarkovsky this year and a bit of Powell and Pressburger, it's like, ah, okay, I kind of understand what Stanley Kubrick's kind of looking at now, in a way. Because mm. I feel like there's, yeah, there's there's those two elements in his films really, really clearly. Um, but yeah, it's dead good, that. That's one to be watched. Yeah, and the BBC has just done an adaptation of it, um, which is why it might sound familiar to people, because they've just done a TV three-part adaptation of it. And before you say what you think about it, because we watched the first episode, yeah. I think you and me should just say, in one word, how to review, how to review the um, <laughs> TV series. Just after three. So just one word. One word? Yeah, one word. Review it in one word. I want two words. Okay, two words. Okay. Okay, one, two, three. Sexy horny. nuns. <laughs> <laughs> so the TV series, I feel like, please watch a film first, because the TV series is possibly naff. Yeah, it's a shame, because it looked nice, and it had good actors in. But it was made us laugh a lot, didn't it? Uh, it just seemed a bit stupid and melodramatic whereas yeah. there's something there's yeah they managed to pull off something quite magical with the film I think it's really well, good I, do you know what I think it might be is that the film like it's 
all about like repression really like english repression yes which in the 40s was probably more like prevalent there's some actual tension from what they can film i guess whereas now maybe it's harder to get into the spirit of this like really repressed english sort of sexuality possibly i think i've got two responses to that Mm. um one of them maybe the more thoughtful response is I think they might be that, but also they seem to make every single character in it have like really, really didactically the same motivation. Mm. That is flashbacks of horniness. <laughs> and then the more flippant response to that was, well, yeah, you're right. They should have made a film about something else. <laughs> I wonder if, I don't know, it just feels like, oh, oh that, that, that's become popular again. There's people having reassessments of Black Narcissus. Let's make a TV series of it. I don't think people are having reassessments of Black Narcissus. Are they not? No, everyone's always thought it was good. Yeah, but it's kind of had um, re-release and things recently, isn't it? Has it? Yeah, I'm sure it has. But it's been like Criterion or something. Oh, don't know. Maybe it's just because I watched it this year. Yeah. It's relevant in the world. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I understand how the world works. That's how everyone understands the world. <laughs> there we are. On that slightly philosophical point, what's next? So, Pulp Fiction, which I watched through my university... Oh, right, yeah. Um, Which I thought was terrible. You didn't go with Pulp Fiction, did you? Yeah. I'd seen it once before years ago, but... Mm -hmm. I just thought it was racist and sexist. (laughs) (laughs) You know, had clever dialogue and stuff, I suppose, but... Mm -hmm. Editing was good, but... I don't think they should still be showing it on film degree courses these days like maybe it was revolutionary in the 90s when it was released but I don't think you should still be showing it today my feeling is it doesn't really hold together very well as a film like mm. like something like Reservoir Dogs it is a, like it has a full film experience with it whereas I feel like Pulp Fiction is just like a bit of a mess yeah I guess he designed it to be like that and like the that's why like the editing won an Oscar and stuff but didn't it or was nominated or something because it's a series of like vignettes and they all lead back to one another, don't they? Mm. So one character from one will be the main character in the next one and stuff. People were like, whoa. Well, I think that is great. I do I do agree with that. I think the yeah. thing is genuinely great on it. But I think that the thing is that it's a mess. So if you're going to make a film like that, all of your interconnecting things should hang together in mm. an interesting way. Like I think that story can be told, but it's just literally just cool guys hanging out and being old women. And being cynical and being nasty. Mm. Like, I feel like the problem with that is in the content rather than the edit. Yeah, I guess you wanted to make it pulpy like Pulp Fiction. Like the little, mm. um, what it's based on, those sort of cheap comics. Yeah. Apparently in the original edit that he did was eight hours long. Of course it was. <laughs> of course it was. Um. Uh, they really struggle to get him to edit it down further how much of their time was wasted on making that film then if there's eight hours of stuff a lot i think there was like whole other sections uma thurman's story was longer mm-hmm. there was whole other bits of that as well and stuff okay yeah yeah weird this feels like a, like a tv series that's been edited down in the way yeah i just think it's it's really racist like its use of the n-word is really gratuitous and really childish and 
Um, and the female characters talk as if they're about five years old. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> like if a five-year-old girl talked the way those women did in Pulp Fiction, then I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I might be surprised. I know some really like cool five-year-old girls, but I'd, I'd be like, oh, if she's a bit babyish for five years old. <laughs> <laughs> but if like a grown woman talked to me like those women did, I'd be like... I would be very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so next is another one you didn't see. Nice. Little Women, which I also saw in the cinema. You're right, Liv. Sorry, I just got a cramp in my leg. You're also wearing my socks. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of um, behind the scenes for you there. Are these yours? Yeah, you were wearing them yesterday as well. <laughs> Thought they drunk in the wash. I've been wearing them for two days and they're complaining about them being too small. They're my socks. Oh, I'm sorry, I'll take them off. Why, why have you been wearing them two days in a row as well? Um, anyway, little women. <laughs> it's like cheesy smell in this room now. <laughs> when you talk about little women, I'll go get some fresh socks. <laughs> Do you need socks? Oh, my leg is so dead now. <laughs> oh. Oh, I don't need socks now. I just thought it would cover up the smell of my feet. No, this is. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Perhaps it's not your feet that smell it. Perhaps it's the socks that you've been wearing for two days. Mm, a little, little bit of coffee. <laughs> oh, this is very embarrassing. I'm definitely editing this out. So you're like, okay. It'll, it'll get better. Oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, look at the colour on it. It looks it's pink. Got all pink. You've got COVID toe. No, it just, just sat on my feet. It's like, that one's fine. Look at the colour difference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sat on my feet for so long. Oh, go on. So, Little Women, which was directed by Greta Gerwig, you know, off of Ladybird. Yes. Um, I enjoyed this. I gave it four stars in the book. Um, yeah, I remember you saying yeah. you really liked this. Yeah. Has something changed since you sound... I don't helpful. know. I don't know. Is it because you watched Ladybird and didn't think much of that? Maybe, yeah. It's funny how that can happen sometimes, isn't it? I think um, I. the main thing I really liked about it was the casting. I thought the casting was brilliant. Who's in it again? Um, Saoirse Ronan is Joe. And... Oh, I've forgotten her name, but another British actress plays Amy. Oh, what's she been? I've forgotten. Shall I look it up? Uh, no, it's fine. And um, what's her name out of uh... Emma Watson is Meg, and oh, there's just loads of good people in it. Mm. I thought the casting was like really good. I thought some parts of it were really good, but she did, she did like flashbacks and flash forwards, and I don't know if they were as good as. Yeah, she had obviously like taken the decision to do that rather than just like, um, do it all chronologically like the book. Okay. It seems very often that you need to flash back and flash forward in adaptations of novels, isn't it? And it's yeah. sometimes, yeah, it's very easy to get that wrong, isn't it? Yeah, I just don't know if it was the best, I don't know. But I liked all the actors, they were very good. Nice. 
Okay, next is documentary mm-hmm. called Faces Places. Is this the Agnes Varda one? Yeah, oh, and that uh, artist JR. Yes, with the glasses on. Yes. Um, yeah, this is great. I really like this. This stuck with me as well, I think. Um, but this was a nice example of metamodernism. Mm. That's it. That's my review. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was really good. It's very sweet little adventure, wasn't it? But actually yeah. with some like powerful moments in it as well. Yeah. So it's Agnes Varda, who's a documentary maker and filmmaker and a... about the place with her new mate. Yeah. Taking pictures of people's faces and slapping them up on the side of buildings. They just travel around France and they sort of interviewing different people, having chats with each other. And making art. Making art. If Agnes Varda wasn't wasn't so completely down to earth and charismatic. This would have been insufferable mm. um, because it's going around having these musings about people and doing this art, big arty thing of putting paintings of people's faces on walls and things. Um, but because she's a real deal and she actually talks to people and pulls stories out of them and um, is so completely unpretentious, I think it's, yeah, it manages to make it great, I think. It's really good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, nice little sort of... Um, journey between two little characters having having their sort of fallouts and things yeah yeah it's lovely it's got all the joy of sort of new friends doing something together it's nice that was four stars from both of us mm-hmm. um, then next was Heat oh yeah <laughs> which we both gave one star I've, I've, I've started to think that Heat is the beginning of a lot of really boring filmmaking I can't remember like barely anything about Heat. <laughs> it's like completely left my mind. It's such a dull film. There's a bit in a car park, isn't there? There's a series of like there's 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 naughty man and then there's um, um, police officers trying to chase him around. Yeah. And they're doing a series of um, bank heists and things. Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned it when we were talking about um, reviewing Tenet, and it was like yeah, some of these some of these like just endless kind of gunfights really feel like the tedious endless gunfight and heat mm. and I feel like yeah just this kind of there's lots of people who say nice things about heat saying oh this this world of cold surfaces and things feels like a sort of modern filler world mm. and stuff and it's like it's just boring yeah honestly I can't remember I can't say that much about it because I can't remember it at all fair enough uh, I just feel but like I gave it one star so mm. was it very um because uh, who are the two actors? So you've got Pacino. Yeah. And De Niro. Yeah, and they just weren't charismatic, I think. <laughs> Pacino's in his kind of really cokey 80s stage where he's just going around going, all the time, <laughs> making funny math noises. Um, and De Niro is, is like, he's he, he really reminds me of his performance when he's playing um, the sort of psychosis punch drunk version of himself in Raging Bull in this. Mm. But he's supposed to be a charismatic criminal. There's a bit where he walks up to a girl in the bar and just starts mumbling at her and she falls in love with him. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, somebody's written this as if you were supposed to be charismatic then. Yeah. But you've just gone up there and you've just, yeah, you're just... you're just. He's meant to fall in love with her, isn't he? And he almost runs away with her, but then... Then he abandons her because he's such a ledge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a shocker, isn't it? It's a real, like, everyone always talks about it though, don't they? Doesn't everyone think this brilliant? It's a real moment, this one. And this idea of just... Filming lots of reflected glass and shootouts yeah. in 
in the middle of really really boring streets and stuff. Yeah, it's definitely like a like a cornerstone for a lot of films, but oh God, it's boring. Yeah. And it's just really un, like uncharismatic. Just mm. like yeah, the characters are actually like quite unpleasant to everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, including all their wives and things. We've got Val Kilmer lobbing things at his missus. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, it's got all of the all of the emptiness of Lethal Weapon, um, but without any charm whatsoever. Well. How many stars did you give Heat Carried? I gave it one. Nice. How many did I give it? You gave it one. Your face heat. <laughs> How um, many films are we in so far? I don't know. Half One, a two, page. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, about 12, and we've been half an hour. Oh my gosh, I need to speed up. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's, let's whip through a few. I have to talk about heat, though, because. Uh, yeah, it, no, there's no one. Like it's an important moment in bad films. Um, Wasp was the next one, which is a short film. I did not see that. No, you didn't. I watched it in uni. Um, I gave five stars. Was this this um, Afrofuturist one? No, this was um, Social Realist, set in London, short little film. I think it won an Oscar by Andrea Arnold. What did she do? Um, Fish Tank. I haven't seen that. Possibly Wuthering Heights. Ooh. That was very good. And it's a short film, so it's nice. You know. We do like a short film here. We do, but we don't... Um, I, I mean, it. that was like a short, short film, you know, like 20 minutes or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then... Um, Two TV films next on the list. Nice. Are oh, there? That was the um, what are they called? Those ones? Not play for today. Uh, something hour was it? Are you sure it's not play for today? Maybe it's play for today ones. Yeah, maybe it's a play for today film. One of those British officially sanctioned um, TV shows, isn't it? Um, what's his name? Who's done all the social realist stuff since? Ken Loach. Ken Loach. Is it Ken Loach or not? Yes. Oh, nice. I didn't realize. Oh, I did, but forgot. Or is it? Oh, may or may not be a Ken Loach <laughs> film. Arguably a Ken Loach film. It's, um, it's similar type of themes, but it's I don't good know, stuff, I can't isn't it? it was about some kids going on a holiday and being pain in the ass. Some working class kids yeah. day out at the zoo. But is it all futile? Yeah, there's like two different teachers running it, isn't there? One of them who yeah. wants to bring up the kids and the other one just wants to control them. Yeah. So they get to have lots of uh, moralistic conversations about it as the kids uh, steal hedgehogs from zoos and things. Yeah. It's great fun. Um, and in a similar type of theme was another one called Up the Junction, which I, I watched. Yeah. So we both gave our day out three stars. It was good, but it also... Films in the 70s are It was a, a bit, bit on the nose, wasn't it? It was a bit didactic and... There's something very, I find there's something very depressing about 1970s looking films, that sort of brown kind of... I think um, it was in black and white, wasn't it? No, it was or, a colour one. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I know what you mean. It, like, yeah. it, it felt like it should have been. Yeah. <laughs> something like, it's a particularly kind of rusty looking, greasy yeah. kind of vibe to it, isn't it? And the Ontology teacher who's stuff. like the good teacher is all, even she is like, yeah, these kids have no future, that's why we need to give them a nice day out. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, there's two points of view in that film, isn't there? It's like, yeah. these losers deserve a crack at future, even if they're completely hopeless. Yeah. And the other one is like, these losers should be in prison. <laughs> no, but the good point of view isn't these guys deserve a crack at the future. It's 
these guys have got no hope of a future. Oh, yeah, they deserve to have so a So they should have, like, a nice day. Yeah, or a little holiday in their miserable lives. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised we reviewed it so highly. <laughs> well, it was good. It was good, yeah. yeah. I think we forget, yeah, we ignore it, like, we're talking about that bit when actually, as long as it's going around, yeah. the kids are having a great time. <laughs> uh, uh, up the junction... Um, I didn't see that. I guess that it was another sort of play for today um, about a girl who um, gets pregnant. She gets up the junction code. Is that what that means? Yeah. Oh. That was a good one as well. That one was black and white. Uh, then another one you didn't see. Mm-hmm. To all the boys I've ever loved, two. Nice. Yeah. Love um, to what? No, it's all the to all the boys I've ever loved. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> Numero duo. I gave it three stars. Any good? It was nice. But the first one was better. I think the first one's probably like four stars. This one's is still nice, but you know. Then Kiki's delivery service. Yes, very charming um studio Ghibli romp, isn't it? Yes. Then we watched this on my birthday. Oh, how sweet. Yeah, we got Chinese and watch this. Oh, sounds good. Oh, I gave this five stars. Mm-hmm. How many did I give it? Four? Four. Nice. Just to appear cooler than you, probably. <laughs> Fast colour, what was that? Um... So that was that science fiction one. Oh, um, yeah, that really weird Netflix one. That was quite good. I don't think it's a Netflix one. It's it's not. On, it was on Netflix. Ah, okay. I assumed it was like a Netflix special thing. No, ah. it's just a film. It was like a strange, um, like environmental, um, sort of semi-apocalyptic future thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was good. That was, that was, With, um, that was weird. Google Mbatha Raw. That's... She's a British actress. Have we seen her in something else? Is she in Beale Street to Talk or something? No. She's in Belle. Mm -hmm. Um, She's in that one, that other science fiction one, Cloverfield one, which was rubbish, but she was good. Oh, she was what, in the last one, Cloverfield in Space? Yeah, Cloverfield Mm -hmm. in Space. This one stood out as a sci-fi, especially because there's loads of um, industrially produced sci-fi at the moment that all look like they're on the same spaceship. Yeah. Hello, George Clooney. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, his his spaceship looked a bit different. Mm. Um, it was very well lit. It was very well. Yeah, yeah. They turned the lights up, and they had some like plastic moulding on the walls. But um, um, but this one, yeah, felt like a, a sort of yeah, it just had its own thing, which I thought was really really nice. Yeah. It was interesting. interesting it felt like a low budget one, didn't it? Yeah. But they were, had some interesting concepts. I think there's no harm in a low budget science fiction. It doesn't detract at all. Um, and it's, yeah, I think it's interesting that we're in a time of high budget science fiction. Mm. I think that's quite an unusual thing in a way. And like a degree of uniformity across how they're done sometimes as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, something like that sticks out because it was weird. Yeah. And not in the sense of weird things were happening. It was just unusual in the choices of things that it did. Yeah, it was unusual. Good. Uh, we both gave it three stars. Nice. I've also written next to it in our book. Yes. Isolation starts. Oh, very nice. So this must have been the lockdown. This must have been the start of lockdown. Mm-hmm. So then we both watched Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread, excellent, really, really funny. Which does do English repression. 
Yes. Oh, that's a good, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a good case in point that you can do English repression. Mm. I guess maybe you just need to get some Americans in to do it. Is Daniel Day-Lewis American? Um, I can't remember who he's from, but... Um, no, he's not. He's Irish, isn't he? The director. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure we looked into it and he turned out to be American. No, I'm job. sure we but looked into it and he turned out to be... British. Yeah. But Irish. the director is American, is what I meant to say. Oh, yeah. The yeah. director. Yeah. Um... What's his name again? Thomas Paul Anderson? Paul Thomas um, Anderson. Oh no, it's some order of those. <laughs> we arranged Paul these Thomas names Anderson, into a I think. Director. Yes, Paul Thomas Anderson, that's right. Yes. Um, which, I don't know, I, I like his films. I like them even more to find that they think that every single scene they film is hilariously funny, <laughs> even <laughs> the really upsetting stuff. And that they're like howling with laughter. And his favourite film scene ever is that bit in Ace Ventura 2 where. Um, he comes out with a wino's bum. <laughs> um, yeah, it's great um, fun, fun thread. Intense stuff. It was quite funny talking to my sister about it the other day because she had seen half of it on... Well, like, <laughs> come in while it, someone whilst was watching it and the end yeah. has got, like, a bit of a twist in it. But because she hadn't seen all the build-up, it had sort of completely misread the twist and she, the person she was watching it was with was just saying how nice Daniel Day-Lewis was. <laughs> <laughs> this is a classic. If you don't see enough of an abusive relationship, the villain can often look. It's like your mum uh, constantly being on my side of things. Isn't it? <laughs> okay. I no, you shouldn't say that. Because you're not abusive. Oh, no, I didn't mean abusive, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, you mislead people. Yes, sorry. Fun thread, good, fun time. Um... Yeah. Yes, very good, very stylish. Nice costumes. Great costumes. Cam. Cam. Next. Oh, that was good. Yeah. That was that really grubby, um, um, like webcam-based sex worker science fiction thriller, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, like yeah. Half horror, wasn't it? Yeah. Like a yeah. Oh, that was really great. Another weird bit of science fiction. I think that was. I was. I really enjoyed that. It's one of my favourites this year as well. Mm. Uh, you gave that four stars. I gave that three. Nice. Then Queen of Versailles. Oh, that was great. It was. What a documentary. Yeah. I need to watch more of her documentaries. Yeah, she's done one quite recently about the, like, leader of the Philippines, like a dictator, or the wife of a dictator of the Philippines. Oh, yeah. Which looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. Similar kind of, well, not sim- similar themes, I suppose, of, like, wealth and um, greed and... Oh, we should totally dig that out. She'd be the perfect person to look into that kind of world. Yeah. Um, yeah, what an amazing one. That's about everything, that that, that documentary, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's great. It was on Netflix, so... Have a look. Yeah. yeah and if not... you know, side, go see it. Yeah. I'm going to sneeze. Have a sneeze, love. <coughs> Good job. <laughs> Good job, Paul. <laughs> kept away from the microphone. It didn't click. You can leave that in now. <laughs> Um, next, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, 1978. Oh, that was great, wasn't it? That was really good. Proper the colours were amazing. I've not seen that before. Beautiful looking film. Yeah. The opening scenes of that is some of the most striking stuff I've seen uh, yeah. recently. Just with that weird stuff going on with leaves and plants and parasites. Yeah. I've not seen anything of that nature till later films like um, Upstream Colour and mm. um, a little bit of, there's a, there's a lot of Little Joe in there as well and stuff, I think. Yeah, people keep comparing it to Little Joe because I think they've both got ominous plants in. But I think actually 
the ominous plant isn't the similarity. No, it's just they share a little bit of aesthetics, don't they? Yeah. But but not much, I don't think. It's just No, a, just the colour, heightened yeah. colour, maybe, colour yeah. saturation. Um, yeah, dead good. Best final scene of the film you watched this year. Oh, it's a crazy ending. Yes. Completely different. Angels and demons. Oh, what a load of rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> we both gave it three stars, though. I mean, it's fine, isn't it? It was it's fun. Like... Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks in around? Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks in around, yeah. <laughs> Tom Hanks having a nice time on his holidays. <laughs> so I feel like it's going on here. Yeah, I think that I think it was it was like entertaining the whole way through. Yeah, they're 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 really nice. It, it, I think it does the novel really well. Mm. It's the same feeling of absolute rubbish, but entertaining. <laughs> yes, high speed, um, MSG full rubbish. Yes. So yeah. Next one, Independence Day. God, slow, isn't it? It's slow. Yeah. A little bit of weird sexism with Jeff Goldblum's character. Um, yeah. First, very early message about recycling. Very good. I can't remember this very much either. Um, there's not much to remember this really. Will Smith punches the alien. Um, oh. That's the best bit. Remember when he punches him? No, I don't remember. And he says, like, Welcome to Earth, pow. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. There you go. Uh, the Quiet Place. The Quiet Place. Yeah, Everyone very good. has to be very quiet. Very, very thrillerish, yes. Yes. I give that four stars, you gave it three. We gave both gave Independence Day two stars. Independence Day two stars, yeah, that's fair enough. It was yeah, yeah, two star film. Nonsense. Quiet Place is good. We did a whole podcast about it, didn't we? But we did. um Yeah. Worth mentioning how good the child actor is. Excellent child actors, yes. Yes, and someone who is um deaf. It's nice to see someone deaf on screen. Nice to see sign language on screen. Yeah, it makes for a great cinema, um, actually, doesn't it? Yeah. As it turns out. Then um, there's going to be A Quiet Place 2. Oh. Mm. I think it was probably one of those ones that was meant to come out this year. Okay. But it hasn't. It's in the battle, in the, in the hopper. Yeah. Could be good. They didn't give anything away in that one, which is quite nice. From what I remember, anyway. So yeah, it didn't explore like the wider themes, did it? It was all very much about this one family. Yeah, if they keep that up, then they'll do well. And Emily Blunt, no. Yes. Yes, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt, very good in that. Yeah. She's a great action character. I think there's something yeah. about the way that she does. Um, a bit like Will Smith, not Will Smith, but um, Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Yeah. You sort of you believe the exertion. Yeah. I think there's something about the way. She oh, she steps on some glass at some point, doesn't she? She steps on a nail, mate. Oh, I just remember <laughs> that, like you, it's like that Chekhov's gun thing, isn't it? You see the nail, yeah, yeah. you see she's in bare feet, and then it's good job. And bringing she has to be some, quiet. Bringing back some um, um, Hitchcock levels of absolute tension. Oh yeah. Um, in its devices, I think it's good. Yeah. That was that was good. Yes. Batman Returns. The best Batman. So which one was this? Was this a penguin? Uh, Mrs. Penguini. Yes. And uh, Catwoman. Gross. Super <laughs> gross. Excellent job by Danny DeVito. Very, like, Dis- grotesque. Really disgusting with that vest on. Yeah. It's all grubby. Fantastic. Yeah, really horrible performance. Uh, good job. Catwoman gets eaten by some cats, doesn't she? Catwoman gets eaten by some cats, but then comes That's... back as Catwoman. Yeah. Uh, Catwoman's great in this. Catwoman was really good. Yeah. I wish she was in more films. Is it Michelle? It's Michelle Pfeiffer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, she's dead good. 
I wish she. I wish she didn't ever got her own film, did she? Is there a spin-off? No, I think the, the spin-off the got spin-off given had... to Halle Berry, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, which I've never seen. No, it didn't get very well received, did it? No, I think maybe it wasn't a very well made film. I remember there's there's one there's one there's a basketball scene in it which yeah. has got some of the craziest editing of anything I've ever seen. <laughs> really? Yeah, I really recommend watching. It's um taken for yeah. um taken man twice to get over a fence level of editing. It's like cut, 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 cut. But none of the cuts you probably understand it, they're breaking all the cinema rules. And, okay. Oh, it's brilliant. It's really good. <laughs> you might have to watch it after this recording, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, she's great in that. She's really, really good in that. The last thing I saw her in was Dan Aronofsky's Mother. Mm. She's very good in that. Um, but yeah, I feel like this is like, has there been any decent female characters in Batman since then? I don't know. But this wasn't the age where they really gave films to female characters on their own, did they? I guess not, yeah. Um, so next, Paradise Hills. Did I see that? Yes, you've given it three oh, stars. Oh, that, that um, mad science fiction? There was a brave new fantasy world thing. one where she has to go be made into like more beautiful person. Yes, that was great. I gave it two stars. It was very weird nonsense, but it was good. Yeah, it was nonsense, really. <laughs> it was, but it was weird nonsense. So I was in. You got an extra star for me for that. I don't think it was that good. Fair enough. It was Emma Colin. No. Emma Roberts. Acting or directing? Acting. Mm. I can't remember any of the actors. I just remember it was just very Buffy the Vampire Slayer and daft. It wasn't as good as Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No, but it had that sort of vibe, didn't it? There was no action. I guess not. I don't know. It's In not what way person. was it like Buffy? Just that it was kooky, you know? I don't think it was anything like Buffy. I just thought there was sort of Wes Anderson about the um, no, whatever his name is. West Portland. No. Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. <laughs> I can't believe I went Wes Borland first. Who's Wes Borland? It's a guitarist from Limp Bizkit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we should move on from that one. <laughs> Raging Bull. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Raging Bull looks nice in the opening sequence. Nothing looks as good as the opening sequence afterwards, so it's downhill from there. And the Wait, what is the opening sequence? Slow motion, um, classical music, and he's like boxing in the ring. Oh. It's just like shadow boxing. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. The open bit is just generally... It's got some like, epic music, isn't oh, it? it's lovely, something? yeah. But that's, that's, that's as far as it gets for me. No, I thought there were some good shots all the way through. I thought it looked good all the way through. Not as good as the title sequence. Mm. You loaded the best bit in the front. <laughs> I gave it a three, you gave it two. Mm. Another classic film that we... Um, I think it's rubbish because it's miserable and boring. It's <laughs> got Robert De Niro in it. <laughs> Notes on blindness. Um, yeah, this was amazing. Documentary about a man who um, taken from a man's diaries as he um, became blind mm. over a few years. Becomes this really interesting musing about how senses work and how people work and how the world works. Yeah, um, there's like a really beautiful story about somebody surviving through something mm. but also just having these very very philosophical thoughts about perception in the world it's yeah great. i think he's like a oxford or no no i don't think he's in oxford he's lecturing somewhere in he's lecturing in a university somewhere so he's obviously like quite a philosophical person and he's thinking about in his his condition in like not only in like a day-to-day way but also in like bigger questions of senses and stuff yeah he writes very like poetically 
and I think they made the it's one of those ones the where the film yeah the visual the visuals match the the writing there's a section in it where he talks about how rain feels when you get your eyes shut yeah it's just amazing it's yeah absolutely beautiful that's yeah. definitely stayed with me mm. yeah that's in the list there so we're getting our films of the year still in aren't we well yeah you you are I haven't said anything about mine well, but... think about it and ask at the end okay so we both <laughs> the list, you have to say what jumped out of you this year oh uh, really yeah so get look forward to that we both gave that a five yes and the Grand Bazaar what was that? What was that? Oh, that's the one which is um, people filming um, fabric. Oh, yeah. That was fun. It was good fun. Some people go around with loads of fabric and film it in different locations, do crazy stop motion animation with it. Yeah. Um, God, it's long though. How long was it? I was trying I to think. I don't know. It just felt long. It was so long. It should have been like 20 minutes. Yeah, it would have been a great 20 minutes. And I think it was a full feature length. I don't know if it was full, but it was like 45 minutes to an hour maybe. Well, it was long. Yeah. Geostorm. Geostorm. I had three <laughs> stars with the fun out of this film, even if it was a two-star film. I gave it two stars. Gerard Butler, Butler in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> it was bollocks. <laughs> yeah, it was silly. If you've got problems with angels and demons, have a quick look at Geostorm and then you can understand the ratios we're working with here. <laughs> uh, first Come Love. What's this? I gave it more stars than you, as unusual. It was that documentary about her, this Woman trying to have a baby by herself. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was good. Where she gets, like... Um... She films herself all the time because she's American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then she's a baby. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> she does have a baby. That's They're nice. so American, aren't they? <laughs> they have very, in that sort of New York... I don't know if they're Jewish, but in that sort of... What you'd think of as Jewish New York, like Woody Allen type way. Like Neurotic constantly losers. constantly talking about themselves and what it means and whatever. Their family and whatever. Bottle it up, man. <laughs> Come on. Hustlers. Hustlers. I didn't think much of Hustlers. How come? I just didn't like it. I liked it. You gave it three stars. I obviously did, yeah. You want to take one of those stars away? No, no. That's what I said at the time. I'm not adjusting my things after like years. Okay. You really liked Hustlers, didn't you? I thought it was good, yeah. With J-Lo. And I've forgotten the other actress's name. The main one. I think she's always been good in films. J-Lo was really good. She had like a really good presence, I thought. Yeah. I feel like I want to sell again, which was one of her first films. I feel like that needs critical reassessment. Mm. She's good in that. Okay. Um... What was I going to say? Perhaps you didn't like it because of something. That is about women. Because <laughs> of my inbuilt sexism. Well, it could be. Um, no, no, it's because it's a bit like a heist film. Yeah. You, you don't really like heist films. Do I not? No, you have got no, a thing against the... Heat. You've yeah, got a thing so. against the like, Ocean 8 ones, haven't you? I, I Ocean guess so. 11. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I don't think you like a heist film. Uh, maybe that's it. Whereas I quite like a heist film. Don't like criminals, kid. <laughs> I don't like criminals. There might be something to that. No, I don't think that's true. I think it's the heist. Um, I do get very annoyed watching um, Voyager when people don't follow the, um, the rules of Voyager, so it might be that. <laughs> <coughs> the heist it's films quite often have 
lots of montage, which you also don't like. I hate montage so much. I yeah. hate montage and I hate overly loud music on top of things. And heist films often have... watch any films. <laughs> essentially a series of montages, aren't they? Heist films often have a montage accompanied by music. This is how you do it. This is how you get people. made to be in a montage, isn't it? Yeah, explaining things. I'm just going to the shop, Sam. Let me just put this record on. Cassandro the Exotico. Yeah, yeah, that was good, wasn't it? Yes. Four stars we both gave it. I think we talked about this in the whole podcast. We we? have, yeah. Um, Yeah, again, what were we talking about earlier on, which was just like a nice kind of romantic documentary. I don't know. Faces, Places. Yeah, I think in a similar way to Faces, Places, Mm. it's got a lightness of touch and a depth at the same time. Yeah, Um, and it's filmed on Super 8, so it looks very beautiful. It does, it looks like... um, God, what does it look like? Something beautiful. It is, yes. Good description. That's the <laughs> Kathy and Jack. Um, <laughs> I'd put um, Shirkers in that as well. As you ha- you obviously haven't seen it, but yeah. thing going on, is it? But also with the like gentle documentary. Mm. Blue Velvet. Most frightening film going. She wore blue <laughs> that's got a great scene with loud music but um, it, it is um, diegetic music which one? where they put Roy Orbison's In Dreams on yes Roy Orbison <laughs> Roy Orbison <laughs> Roy Orbison yeah that one's absolutely fine because it's happening in the room I'm cool okay. with that right. <laughs> um, from 1986 that's great I think that's um, yeah just just really frightening I think fair dues yes David Lynch mm. Top Hat, 1935. Did I see that? Yeah, you gave it three stars. What was it? We both gave it three stars. I think we'll come across a film and none of us will know what it is. No, one of us will remember. What's Top Hat? Uh, It's Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers. Oh yeah, that was good. Dancing about. Bandstand, Under the Rain. Yes. Yes, I do remember that one. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Finding Dory. Finding Dory. You Uh, give that four stars, I give it three. Yes. Um, I liked it. Yeah, sweet. Sweet, yeah. Ladybird. Ladybird. We talked about that at length, didn't we? Oh, no, well, not at length. It's like one of our shortest podcasts ever because we couldn't find much to say about it. Yeah, Ladybird. Um, <laughs> yeah, in the same situation now. Three stars. <sighs> Sorry. Do you know what I just don't get? It's Timothy Chalamet. I know. People love him. It like. It's like it's a big joke, isn't it? He's like, yeah. got no charisma at all. I feel like if it was in like if he was in Save by the Bell, he'd be like the nerd character. Beautiful, like, like, it, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, I just mean like. You mean Hollywood beautiful, don't you? Yeah, he, you know, he's alright looking, he's fine looking, but he's not like swoony. I'm getting Kevin Costner vibes from him. Really? What? Sure you're not. Do, <laughs> just that thing where everybody's like can see something that I can't in them, and it's just like, what? Yeah. This year we saw. Was it this year? No, it probably would have been the year before that we saw 8th grade, wasn't it? Yeah. And then what's the other great um, high school drama that we saw this year? The comedy? Don't know. What are you think about? I watched it first and you watched it. It's got, um, it's got what's the name from Lady Gaga? Oh, um... What's it called? Oh, I know what you mean. Um, oh, that's so annoying now. Oh. Anyway, I've been saying that we watched two... Booksmart. Booksmart. Yeah, we watched Booksmart and Eighth Grade very recently. Yeah. And this just doesn't compare to those two. No, it doesn't. I know they're not necessarily doing the same thing. And um, we don't understand Timothy Chalamet. 
Um, I guess so. I mean, he wasn't it enough to be a deal breaker. No, but people are just like, oh my God, Timothy Chamelee's in it and him and Saoirse Ronan, their chemistry is so amazing. And... Is it? Well, that's what it's, people say. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not good to be like, it's this way, it's that way, but it's not. Saoirse Ronan was good. You know, she's always amazing, but... I just thought the yeah. film wasn't good enough. I, yeah. can, I can believe Saoirse Ronan being amazing, but like, try being in a good film. She's normally in very good films. Oh, fair enough. I'll take it back. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Laura. That was longer than the previous podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Laura from 1944. I have to edit little silences in now to make it <laughs> Laura from 1944. I'm padding because I can't remember Laura from 1984. 1944. Oh, not from 1944. It was that. Um, Laura. Film Noir one. Oh, it was a Film Noir one that wasn't so good. No, it was good. It was the good one. Which one was this? Gilda was the one which wasn't good. Gilda was the one in the casino that was not good. Yeah, Laura was this one which was good. Why Laura? Laura, um, it's like a murder investigation. There's like a policeman who's charismatic and then all her posh friends. It's sort of narrated by um, a Ray Camp man. Yes, I do remember it, yeah. It's all happening a in like one snarky man, room. yeah. Who's directed this one? Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, yes, this was good, although it seems to have completely not stuck to my brain for some reason. Oh, it was good though. It was good. Beast. It's weird how you can just not remember something, isn't it? Because obviously I enjoyed that. Why didn't yeah, it Yeah, you gave it four stars. distracted by something later on? Uh, sometimes things, you know, you enjoy them and then... They're gone. They, yeah, they're ephemeral. Enjoy it later. Ephemeral pleasure. Maybe you need to make a little note next to that one. That's one that Jack can't remember, so if he watches it, he will enjoy it. But <laughs> he'll be like watching it again. Very nice. <laughs> Can you put a little symbol in to represent that, please? <laughs> Just a little picture of my face we looking confused. <laughs> oh, we'll forget it, otherwise. No, I haven't got a pen. You have got a pen. Oh, I don't know what I've done with it. Okay, fine. Leave it. Beast. Beast. What was Beast? Um, I was Johnny Flynn again. Point. Oh, yeah, this was well good, this was. Yeah. This was another um, odd one, I thought. Set on like, the Isle of Wight or something yeah. like that? Running around the Isle of Wight with a person, is he a murderer, is he not a murderer? Is he a murderer, is he not? A bit like Laura. I guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, it wasn't really, <laughs> but there is also a thing in lore about who is a murderer. Who's the main character in this? She's great in this. I want to see her in more stuff. <sighs> Jessie Buckley. She's really good in this. Um, just, yeah, stood out. She's in one which is on my Netflix list called Wild Rose, mm-hmm. which is a musical. Nice. Yeah, I'd like to see more Jessie Buckley because she was... Uh, she was dead good in this. She's in that one which looks really depressing that I'm not going to watch, which is on Netflix. What's that? I'm thinking of ending things. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Should looks I watch very that? boring. Is that like? No, I don't think so. Okay. It's by Being John Malkovich director, isn't he? I love Being John Malkovich. Yes, so do I. Mm. But I don't like the look of this one. Okay. You can watch it. Maybe I will. Yeah, maybe you should. <laughs> maybe I will. <laughs> Romantic comedy. Yes. There's a documentary. Oh, yeah, this is good. How many stars did we give this? You gave it four, I gave it three. Mm. Yeah, I quite like this one. I yeah. like a film documentary. There was like one of those ones that it talks about what makes romantic comedy. goes through some examples and stuff. So mon- You liked it more than I did. I'll tell you what I love. is I love a documentary montage. Mm. Weirdly. <laughs> like, I really like like that bit in Hypernormalization when they're going yeah. through all of the disaster films. Yeah. <sighs> Well, that's the completely different kind of montage. I think it's more like a list. 
I guess so. I like, it's I, like a film list. I like a film list, yeah. Yeah, yeah they are satisfying. Yeah. I didn't agree with all her arguments, but I've seen more romantic comedies than you have. So Exactly, I probably just looked at it and went, oh, this is really clever. <laughs> I was probably like, I had my bimbo glasses on. I was like, wow, these people know a lot about romantic comedies. <laughs> <laughs> Snowpiercer? Snowpiercer. Oh, one of my films of the year, I think. You gave it five stars? I did, yeah. I was talking with somebody about it the other day, saying that it's... Um, it was very good. Yeah. Yeah. It has almost like a dream logic to it. It's like, right, this is how this world works. Yeah. Does it make any sense? Shut up. Um, <laughs> like, what's his name being very good? Captain America. Um, yes, he's very good in it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, Another Bong Joon-ho one, director of Parasite. Ah. Uh, this I was think... one of the most comic booky things, like a successful comic book yeah. adaptation for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. We should watch more of his films because I've seen two and both of them I've really liked. So, who's doing um, the villain in that with the Manchester accent? Uh, What's her name? British actor. Small and skinny. No, no. skinny. Yes. Because it's a very oh, famous uh, actor. But she's just great in it. She just has. Oh, a... Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Um, yeah, she's brilliant. Does something really, really again like. I don't know if she just looked at the comic book and went, right, this is how to portray this. Yeah. But it just really feels like... A, She's a proper villain. A proper villain and just a proper surreal performance as well. Great. Yeah. And it's got, what's her name? Um, I always forget her name. Um, something Pill. Is Alison Pill in it? Who plays a completely insane school teacher in the middle. Oh. The whole film almost going so halt for her, like really weird. <laughs> She's like the pregnant school teacher, do you remember? Yeah. That's absolutely brilliant to turn on that. Um, sure she's something pill Alison Pill maybe there was also a TV series of this this year wasn't there because this is yes. from 2018 uh, yeah. no 2013 sorry and um, they've got, made a TV series of it might be great I've got no interest in watching it I yeah, felt like exactly. this just did what it needed to do and got out Joe watched my brother watched the TV series and he thought it was good but he hasn't seen the film Yeah. and I wonder if you've seen the film first whether well I don't know I just feel like the film did everything, didn't it? I think so, yeah. It was just... Um... And it was so, like, non-stop, like, for an hour and a half or whatever it was. It was just like like the train in the film. Hmm. It's just, like, carrying you to the thing. I think it managed to be dazzling enough that it the things that it did at the end, I think it was really important the way that it made this total frisson of nonsense. Yeah. That when there was this... This, this sort of ending, which I won't spoil for anybody, the sort of ending reveal was so powerful for me because it because it, cause it had permission to get away with anything at that point. Yeah. Um, and managed to decide with that to do something really, really hopeful. And I thought that yeah. was brilliant. I don't know how you could keep that level of hopefulness in a TV series because you're going to have to watch eight kind of episodes of Grimm up to that point. Yeah, and I don't so know how be, you I'd be could... Surprised I guess if didn't do that. they'd have to put in more politics and stuff, perhaps. But mm. then that would take away from the, like, like the sort of visceralness of it. Like, it felt very, like, immediate and urgent. And if you put in more, like, the politics of the train, I don't know. I'll tell you what And also, this... I also like that it didn't... Because it's, like, based on, like, a class system. It's, like, a moving metaphor of class system, isn't it? With, like, the undesirable people at the end and then the rich people at the top. And I don't know if maybe the TV series spends more time with the rich people as well as the poor people. Okay. That... That might not be true, but just from the trailers, I think maybe possibly. Whereas 
the film doesn't spend any time with them at all, really, does it? It doesn't spend much time with them. It sort of passes through them, so you yeah. see a lot of surface with them. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't pass... And I think also, it's not a binary film in that sense. Mm. Like, it, it's bigger than that binary, despite that being a sort of narrative focus for it as well. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, I don't know how you do it and not hammer that binary home by accident instead. Mm. I don't know. It's good. Well, we've, we've, we've got loads of TV series on our watch list, anyway. We don't have time for another one. Yeah, in your face. <laughs> series. Justice League. Justice League. Well, we both give it one stars. I can't remember that. Batman being really grim, then they re- resurrect Superman. Superman is dead. They make Ugh. Superman come alive Ugh. again. Everyone's really sad. <laughs> Wonder Woman Ugh. gets lots of bum bum shots looking Ugh. at her bum. Is Zack Snyder involved in some way? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it's his film. Say the name of the film all the time. Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> Spare me that nonsense. Are you Tonya? Hi, Tony. Oh, this was great. That was brilliant. Uh, there was lots of things about this film which kind of don't appeal to me, but mm. just the sheer, um, just the sheer power of the story and the performances just kind of smashed all that. Yeah. And yeah, just totally won me over. It's dead good. What's the name of that actress? Mm. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Yeah. And um, not so known. Alison. Is it Alison Brie? Is Alison Brie in it? Do I mean Alison Brie? Playing um, her mum. Who plays her mum? No, it would be... Unless he's like really done up because they're about the same age, aren't they? Okay, no, I've completely uh, got the name wrong. It's somebody great playing her mum. It's Juno's stepmum. Yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I can't remember her name, but yeah, she's an excellent actor. Um, having those two people together, giving it their all, is an absolute treat, isn't it? Yeah, um, really good. Tension, dynamic, chemistry between those two. Yeah. It, weird chemistry as well because they're, they're not a happy relationship at all. No. Yeah, it's dead good, that one. Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias. Is that a film about somebody nicking flowers? No, that was that southern one we watched with Dolly Parton and Julia Roberts. Oh, yeah. can't believe you watched that. <laughs> I can't believe I watched it. What do you mean? I watch things. Yeah, it watch just sounds shows. like one I would watch by myself. It does, yeah. But it was, I wonder it was... why you watched it. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. It was pretty good. It was all right, yeah. Um, I think it was a good, it was a good drama. Um, it was like one of those ones they call like a weepy, isn't it? I guess so, yeah. It had a very tragic ending. I mean, I think it was... I guess what stopped me getting bored with it is that Julie Roberts is really good in it. Yeah. Um, and Dolly Parton is really good in it. There's a few other good performances in it, I thought, as well. Oh, there's brilliant um, actors in it. There's that actress from Moonstruck, Olivia Dukakis. Yes. And there's also Daryl Hannah as well. Which one is Daryl Hannah? Um, she's the one with the big um, horn-rimmed glasses in, who's kind of... The one who becomes eccentric. like a born-again Christian in the film. Yes, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that was kind of... That was, yeah. was alright. Yeah. But yeah, it was a bit of a flimsy film, I guess, wasn't it? Yeah. What we do in the shadows? I'd rather a flimsy film with a good cast than the other one. What, a good film with a rubbish cast? Yes. I don't know if you can even have a good film in the rubbish cast. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What are we do in the shadows? We're doing the shadows. Pretty good. The series is bad. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a very funny idea. I think the, the problem is, I felt like if I'd watched it without any forewarning, I think if the reality TV show about vampires thing would have, would have hit harder for me. I think if we'd watched it first and then watched the series, because it came before the series, 
then we would have loved it. We've done a joke. But because we've, case, we? yeah, because we've um, watched the series and loved the series, this was like, yeah, it's fun, but it's not this, not the, I mean, you haven't got the, you haven't got um, the female vampire. What's her name? Yes. Um, oh, what is her name? Begins with an N. Nadia. Yes. And what is she in real life? Don't know. Oh, I can't remember her name now. Demetrio, isn't it? Yes. Demetrio? Yes. Or am I thinking of somebody else? Is that I right? don't know. Um, yeah, she's excellent, isn't she? She brings that yeah. kind of a lot to it. And she's not in the film. Uh, no. Um, and neither is um, Guillermo. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've just got these amazing beats for it, haven't you? It, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because we say like, oh, it's, you know, it's not fair because they had a second chance at it. Most people's sequels are diminishing returns. So it's quite yeah. impressive that they've taken that thing and then managed to just iterate it better and better and better. Yeah. Not but many people can do that. I think you can sort of see like that it's a really good idea, but they haven't quite like fleshed out yet. And then in the TV series, they've given it more richness, I suppose. Mm. They've really like sat with their idea a bit. And that was um, Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement, isn't it? Yes. Quantum of Solace? Quantum of Solace? Oh, God, that was boring. Do you know how many stars you gave that code? How many? None. None. <laughs> None. <laughs> was I in a really bad mood after watching I that? gave it one. Yeah. Oh, what what happened that? Nothing happened in that. Waste of time. I can't remember that either. I'm just quite good. I managed to wipe all the ones all I've given one star to. I can't remember at all. Nice. It's useful to have this book just in case you do want to watch them again. Oh, maybe it was worth what did I think? No. Yeah. Who cares? It's boring. Yeah, the whole right. idea of him is boring. Mystic Pizza. You Mystic didn't watch pizza, that. I didn't watch that. That was very good. I gave it four stars. Another one That's with another um, Julia Roberts one, is it? Yeah, another early Julia Roberts one. But I better watch than more Julia Roberts, because yeah, she's she's clearly damn good. I've never seen her in anything decent. Better than Steel Magnolias. Nice. Yeah. It's about like three young girls sort of finding their place in the world. Mm-hmm. For three friends. They're working in a pizza place. Yes. Mystic Pizza. Mm. That was on Netflix. So if anyone wants a good, nice film. That was good. Around the World When You Were My Age. That was all right. You gave two stars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is your... Um... Watching the documentaries phase, wasn't it? Yes. It was for my dissertation, wasn't it? I was watching last dissertation. Yes. Um, it was good. It was like we did a podcast about this as well. So go people and check the go podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It was all right. Anything. It looked nice. But it wasn't as good quality as the other previously mentioned documentaries. Mm. Top Gun? Nonsense. <laughs> it's just nonsense. <laughs> you, I've written here, Andy, what you said. Top shit, more like. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that story about um, whichever Batman film it is that Tommy Lee Jones is in. Yeah. And he really didn't like Jim Carrey because Jim Carrey was like method acting around the place and stuff. Yeah. At one point, apparently, he grabbed him really hard by the hand and crunched the bones in his hand and said to him, I cannot sanction this tomfoolery. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, not a very nice thing to do, but that's what I want to do to Top Gun. I want to just like, stop it. Just, just stop it. <laughs> It's not good. Not even being really hilariously gay um, makes up for rubbish top top gun was. Someone should do, um, I wonder if someone has, but someone should just do a recut of it where it's a love story between him and Iceman or whatever it is. Yeah. Maverick and Ice Guy. Ice Guy. What's his name? Iceman? I don't know. Lame. Um, We're about halfway through. Yep, we're doing good for time then. 
I no, it's going to be like a super long one. That's fine. We'll just play it slightly faster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we can we can we can whiz through the. We can always like cut well. it into you, I suppose. We can always speed up at like the end as well. That'd be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do really quick reviews. Do we need to have a break for snacks? No, I think we should pass through. Okay. Um, are you okay? Can I have some water, please? Um, no. My glass is right there. Sorry, yeah. I can't reach it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the idea. That's why I put it there. <laughs> I'll get some water. Um, maybe we could just like. Um, well, we've done the, the last few ones we've powered through. Not powered, you know, like. Yeah, we've done quick reviews. Well, let's give it a go then. Kathy's downing a pint of water, <laughs> smashing a glass on her head, and she's ready to go again. Okay. <coughs> Sorry. Some glass in her mouth. Inside man. Can't remember. Next. Is that that Spike Lee one? Spike Lee. Oh, yes, it was. Was it the heist one? Yeah. Ah, here we go. Heist film. Quite liked. You did quite like yeah. them. Three stars. Um, who's the guy in it? That man. Uh, Des Washington. No, I wasn't thinking of him. Super charismatic. And then here, who's the villain inside? Oh, it's... Oh. It's one of those boring bloke actors, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, this was good. It was pretty good, yeah. Was yeah. Old... Not enough women, but good, apart from that. It was, yeah, it was a little bit creepy, but it's sex politics, wasn't it? Yeah. Other than that, entertaining. Mulholland Drive. Mulholland Drive. Very good, like that. Very good, yes. Um, Naomi Watts, being I very good. I thought you'd like it less because of the weird ending. Oh, Naomi Watts, this is amazing. See, some people can do a weird ending, but some people can't. <laughs> <laughs> do you think this is one that they, the, the one where it works? Yeah. I, like, yeah, I think so. I think it's one of those ones where they're like, I suppose David Lynch does it quite a lot, and it's like, yeah, what <laughs> happened? I don't know. I think enough good stuff happened during it that it wasn't like I was enjoying the not knowing what was going on. Yeah, and I think it makes us not enough sense. Now. Like from about halfway through, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but you know, like how I really disliked the newest Twin Peaks story. Yes, because it made no sense. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it should make sense. Whereas this, perhaps I always knew it wasn't going to make sense, so I didn't mind. Right, okay. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I know you mean. It, it does actually kind of have this coherent slap through and then something happens. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's good. Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter Ascending. Um, not so good. Both gave it one star. One star, yeah. I really like the Wachowskis as well, so I'm I'm there with like you know yeah. charity in my heart every time I'm watching for their stuff. Uh, and then I didn't like this. No, it was too long. Cloud Atlas was very good, I thought. Yeah, I remember enjoying Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas was, I felt like Cloud Atlas was doing all the things that this was trying to do. Matrix, very good. Matrix, yeah, absolute classic. Jupiter Ascending. No. Sean Bean is a bee or a dog. Sean Bean's a bee. She's a dog. I don't know. It's silly. Disclosure. Not silly enough. Terrible villain performance, isn't it? By, um, what's his name? Redmayne. Oh. <laughs> only thing I've ever yeah. seen Redmayne in, so I can only assume that he's terrible. Um, Crap. No, he's all right. I've seen him in, I've seen him in the Harry Potter ones. He's quite good. Until I, okay, no, I just want to know a brief thing about the Harry Potter ones. Go on. The newest ones. The, um, the new ones? Yeah, you know, the, um, oh, what are they called? Fantastic Beasts, the mm-hmm. new trilogy. He and Eddie Redmayne plays the main guy in that. Yeah. She's good. They in the first one they set up that Johnny Depp was going to be the villain. 
Yes. He was only in it for like one second at the end. They were so, getting ready for him in the second film. Yeah, easily replaceable. Mm-hmm. Then there was all the stuff about the domestic abuse things. They said they believed him and would keep him on for the second one. What? So Believe f- in men. <laughs> filmed the second one with Johnny Depp. Loads of scenes of Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Now there's the third one. And then some more things happened in the domestic abuse case. He bought a libel against the son, I think, for calling him a wife beater. But the libel case got overturned, sort of like, which means that there was enough evidence of domestic abuse for them not to prosecute the son, that calling him a the, wife beater. That seems to be a result of the case, isn't it? That it's undisputable abuse going on. Yeah. Um, so they had to drop him. But now they've got a third film. Well, how are they going to make sense of that? You know, they could have easily dropped him after the first film because he'd mm. only been in a scene. But they chose to keep him on for the second film. He's in loads of the second film. Now, how are they going to make a third film without him in? It's just so stupid. It's just so annoying. Yeah. And he wasn't that good in the second one. People keep being like, well, class, he's so amazing. You know, he's we not. had to keep him in because he's so great an actor. Like, he wasn't that good. He was... Colin Farrell plays his character in the first film, mm-hmm. but there's like a thing where he's wearing like a face swap type thing. So yeah, it's actually Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell would have been so much better. Mm-hmm. Instead, now they've got to have this real mess where they've got to come up with a reason for Johnny Depp not being in the third film. I've never seen Johnny Depp do a performance that's not panto. Yeah. I like Harry Potter's not. Doesn't doesn't need that kind of performance, does it? No. Because like, like I don't know much about the books, but the films have got this house of really, really decent actors in. Yeah. Like I just can't see how he he's. He's playing with like that. a sort of Hitler character. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Oh well. I can just imagine him just camping it up in a way that's just now. Yeah. Anyway, that was a little um, little uh, sidetrack. But I just I don't. Fair enough. Big shout out to um, J.K. Rowling. Yeah, J.K. Rowling and whoever the... I think it's... I can't remember who it is, but... Warner Bros. The Warner Bros. Yeah. I know you shouldn't, like, drop someone as soon as they're accused of something, but... They just had a clear opportunity there for, like... For the film's sake. Mm -hmm. And now they're gonna... They've got a right mess. They've got a right mess on their hands. Yeah. Disclosure. Disclosure. Did I see this? Yes, you gave it three stars. What is it? Do you know, I can't remember. We've got one. We've got a film <laughs> we can't be watching. Disclosure. Disclosure. Oh, I'm have to look it up. What me. is it? Um, I, disclosure. What, does it say what year it is? No. Disclosure. I gave it a four and you gave it a three, so we obviously quite like it. Divisive film. Um, disclosure. Happily married man Tom Sanders, up for promotion, accused of sexual harassment by his ex-girlfriend, who is now his boss. No, that's not it. We haven't seen that. No, we haven't seen that. Um, That's the most famous film called Disclosure. Is a Michael Douglas um, Disclosure 2020. Oh, yeah, okay. That was the one about the trans... Oh, the one about trans music. How funny that this falls directly on from um, Jackie Rowling. (laughs) Yeah, this was very good, wasn't it? This is a nice bit of um, modern style... Um, documentary another about one with um, trans experience like montage of films yeah film yeah. lists yeah 
Um, this was really, there was some really really great talking heads in this whose names I can't remember. Yeah, that. Laverne Cox. I think she produced it and she's one of the talking heads. She was uh, great. Was she the one? She's probably the one that really impressed me. Then I guess because she just spoke beautifully about, um, yeah, about the fact that trans lives matter and that sort of stuff, wasn't it? It's very very good. Yeah, it was very really like it was looking at trans representation through films through the ages, wasn't it? Mm. And, um, yeah, how people who were discovering that about themselves related through it. How it affected them. It was dead That was good. very good, yeah. yes. That was a Netflix one. Mm-hmm. The Old Guard. Old Guard? What was that? Charlie's Theron. Oh, yeah. Another, Avenging Angel. Another slightly strange um, comic book adaptation film, isn't it? I really liked it. Oh, that was pretty good, this it was, one. It was like action, thriller, plot. Mm. Some good performances. Charlize Theron is great. Yes. And it's got, um, oh, I think her name is maybe Kiki Lane. She's in If Beale Street Could Talk. She's the main ah, yes. actor in that. Mm. Yeah, that was good. A, a weird, um, visceral um, science fiction movie, wasn't it? Yes. Tales from Ursi. Tales from Ursi. Um, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. It That's wasn't good. obviously not as good as the book. I feel like it's not as good as books and not as good as when Ghibli is diving into other subject matter. No, it's true. Like, it's just two worlds that didn't need to collide, I guess. But as, just by itself, it worked nicely. If anyone could adapt Ursula Le Guin, you'd think Ghibli would be able to. That's as close as you're going to get it. Yeah. Until they let Michael Bay have a crack at it. Oh, God. <laughs> Gumnam. I'm just imagining um, the camera spinning around Gedna at the mountains going... <laughs> <laughs> Gumnam. Yeah, that was great, Gumnam, wasn't it? That was the Best one which was song of any film seen this year. based on the Agatha Christie book, isn't it? Yes. Based on like a detective, not a detective, based on like a murder one. It's like a Bollywood whodunit, And then isn't it? there were none. I think it's based on and then there were none. Mm. Yeah, Bollywood whodunit. Another name for Black Narcissus. And then they were nuns. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they were already nuns. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, that that opening scene from Gumnam. Absolutely amazing. Brilliant. Yeah, those kind of um 1970s Bollywood takes on um like Western rock music and pop music. Yeah. Uh just 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 amazing. Really, if, you don't, if you don't have time to watch the whole film, because it was quite long, mm. just watch the first ten minutes, that was brilliant. I think that'd be a really good film to watch with lots and lots of snacks and family. Yeah. Because it's almost one that you could like talk and shout over bits of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like it's an event, like I totally imagine it being on in the cinema. Yeah. And the watching of it being an event. Yeah, maybe. Um, so maybe the difference is it's not one to watch sat down in front of the telly. It's one I mean, to we still enjoyed it, didn't we? Oh, it was great, yeah. Um, yeah, really, 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 really daft, fun romp. Thomas Crown Affair, 1968. God, did we watch that, did we? Yeah. Oh, Christ, we did that. It was boring. Was it? Oh, it was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it in that? I hated it. It was um, Steve McQueen, wasn't it? Steve McQueen. God, so boring. I gave it two stars, you gave it one. I hated it. There was a bit where he was just bombing around in his um, moon buggy or whatever it is on the beach. Yeah. And the music, like the violin strings, like... <laughs> oh, is it that? It's the time of the season song. No, it's no. got uh, Windmills of Your Mind Windmills on it. Windmills of Your Mind, yeah. Which again, like, I don't know. 
It's a banger. Absolute banger. Stupid lyrics. <laughs> if somebody had written some actual lyrics for that, that'd be that'd be a song. That'd be like Prodigal Harlem, White Shade of Pale Level Greatness. Because it's got like, It's quite good. I think the lyrics are rubbish. I love the vocal performance, nervous yeah. British man. But if you think of Gumnam was nineteen sixty five. Yeah. And then well that's why I've written. Thomas Crown Affair nineteen sixty eight. I would not have Thomas Crown Affair seems very dated compared to Gumnam. That was just Thomas Crown not that dated. to me seems like stodgy and complacent. Yeah. Because it's about this guy. He's pretty rich. He's pretty cool. We're going to film him. It's going to look great. It's got Steve McQueen in it. We've got all the latest moon buggies. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Boring. Whereas, yeah, Gumnam was like, we need to make this really exciting. Let's have a mad dance number at the start. Mm. Absolute banger on the front end. And then we'll just have some camp fun from there. Eurovision? Oh, we haven't linked them all together. Right, back oh, for the no. start. <laughs> no. I didn't watch that. I really liked it. You loved it, didn't you? Yeah, it was fun. I, like I wouldn't have liked it. I feel like you wouldn't have either. No. So I'm glad I watched it by myself. Nice. Four stars. We haven't watched very many films where we've been divided, have we? You go off and watch those films on your own, don't you? I do, yeah. Well, if I want to enjoy something and I know you're not going to like it, then I prefer to watch it by myself. Absolutely, yeah. Don't want to have a little judging person by me. <laughs> well, we both do it for each other, If you want to watch something where there's kindness and nice things happening, then you go off and watch it on your own. If I want to watch a film where somebody's face gets rubbed off on a concrete floor... Oh, gross. Then, uh, <laughs> I go off and do that with, with somebody else, don't I? <laughs> Stalker. That was the next one. Stalker. You watched that by yourself. Ah, a yeah, good example, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's <was> pretty good. <laughs> Deliberately downplay it. So yeah, it's it's like, oh yeah, there's the seed of all the art films in there. Um, Would I like it? I think you'd respect it. Um, I think you should watch, at least watch, it's one of those, yeah, like a bit like Gundam and me, like watch the opening scene because like, mm-hmm. my thing was like, what the fuck's going on with the film in this? It looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely a bit of a sort of bloke's adventure um, it starts I've already told you it starts off with um, yeah this amazing kind of establishing shot of this house and then the main character's like right I'm off out now and then his wife character's like oh, you always leave me alone fuck you and then he like doesn't say anything he just looks all Russian at her <laughs> and then just walks out yeah. and he's like fuck you or something he's like stretches him and then she just starts crying and oh. then she becomes hysterical and falls over on the floor and I think then the title sequence comes in and then he's just, just him walking off in the wilderness. <laughs> I was like, hmm. <laughs> and then the film happens and then they go home and then his wife's waiting for him. <laughs> so, you know, make of that what you will. How long is it? Uh, I think it's fairly long. It's lots of long. Is it that one which is like four hours? Or no. is that another one? No, I don't think it's, I don't think it's like... Solaris? Is that Solaris, four Solaris is that long, yeah. I don't think... I don't, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely normal film length. Um, and there's definitely something something about it, definitely. But I don't know. Just watch Annihilation instead. Black is King. Black is King. What was this one? Beyonce one. Yes, very good. Not quite as good as Lemonade, but still very good. Yes. And also, like, you know, maybe it didn't connect with us as much as Lemonade, but perhaps if you were a young black person, it would be even better. Yeah. You maybe. know, like, we're not the intended audience, are we, really? I guess not, no. Like, but we still... Like it was definitely still really good. Like it looked amazing. They looked fantastic. Yeah. Costu- the costumes were amazing. Yeah, yeah. All the dance numbers and stuff. Yeah, so much to really like. I think you're right. We're further away from um, target audience for this one than with the lemonade, maybe. Yeah. No, I know because I know like lemonade is also about the experience of being like a black woman, 
but there's also stuff about like a marriage and love and yeah it's got more stuff that th- those kind of themes whereas this is more about like finding your place African culture isn't there yeah yeah which was lovely like I really enjoyed seeing that on screen anyway yeah, yeah. even though we weren't intended people I think it's quite nice that that's there sitting on Disney plus as well yeah just because that's something that's going to be like in a lot of American homes and available. Yeah, very um, accessible for people. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think just like the one of the songs from it is Brown Skin Girl, which is like all about the beauty of like brown skinned girls. And I think that's just like a really lovely song to yeah, exist. Yeah. Like, and like I find that moving listening to it. And like I'm not a brown skinned girl. But I just think it's such a lovely song to be able to play to like your daughter or or whoever. Like if you were if you were brown or black, to have that song to be able to be like, no, you're really beautiful. I think what's really nice with that as well is it's a, it's a really it, like just in the just in like if you didn't speak English, yeah, it's got the tone of a really really sentimental banger. Like yeah, both of those things at once. It's got this really lovely sentiment and it's a banger. And then there's that on top of it as well. Yeah. Like that's, I feel like that was clearly the intention when they were putting that together. Yeah. Um, And, but it actually does all of those things, you know, very often you aim for things and don't quite get them. Or something has a power that comes out later on, but it's like. Yeah. It just feels like a mission accomplished song, that one. And it's sort of like a love letter to black women written by a black woman. And I don't know, I just think that's really nice. Not like, not like sexualized or anything at all. It's not, it's some, somehow it's not didactic, it's really, somehow it's not, yeah, kind yeah. of weird. And, and the like video that accompanies it in Black as King is like as moving, really. So that was nice. That was good. Live Flesh. Live Flesh. <laughs> Such great a rubbish name. name. Oh, great name. What was this? <laughs> this is the Pedro Almodova one. Oh, I love it. I think it's, it's perfect for it. <laughs> Talk, like, like talking about um, Pulp Fiction, like the idea of... Like he's maybe trying to get the kind of feeling of yeah. some pulp fiction. Yeah. This gets the feeling of some pulp fiction, I think. Yeah, well, it's based on um, a British a... crime novel, isn't it? By Ruth Rendell. I don't know Ruth Rendell's stuff at all, I don't think. She's one of those ones you like, like, I think she's like a good writer, but it's one of those... That's the medium she's in. Yeah, you know, that sort of slightly, I want to say like icky. I don't know if they're icky, but you know, like those detective novels where... Yeah, just working in a um, in a lower class medium doesn't affect the quality at all. No. Um, but yeah, I feel like this is this is really what, like, yeah, population wishes it had. This is one where like there's loads of different relationships, isn't there? And then all they're all tying together in different ways. Yeah, there's love triangles and yeah. love pentagrams. And... There's Javier Bardem. Yes. In a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, dead good. Um, Almodovar just pulls these performances out of people like, what? Yeah. Like, you see the same actors elsewhere and be like, oh, okay, you haven't got the same thing going on here, you know? Then, the, then we watched both the Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. Cool. Well, you didn't watch Infinity War, you just watched Endgame. Fair enough. Yeah, there's not much to say about that. I enjoyed them. I you think we didn't enjoy them so much. Yeah, I, I, I can still remember <laughs> the one bit from there yeah. where... Um, they were in a really dark spaceship. Yeah. And there's loads of like grills and grids everywhere. And I was like, oh, if you drop something on the floor. No, be gone. that was Captain Marvel that you ah, were okay. Yeah. Well, I don't remember any of this then. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Lily says they give it two. You gave it two. I gave it four. Yeah. The Handmaiden. The Handmaiden. Oh, that was dead good. Sexy times. Yep, very, very um, tense and uh, Hitchcock like, I thought. Yes. Um, Korean. Is it Korean? I think it might be Korean, yeah. Uh, Handmaiden was, yeah, good. Five stars you gave it. I gave it four. I think I'd give it four now, but it was still very good. Why did I give it five? I don't know, I guess you were caught up in it. Mm, all the all the blazing off. <laughs> <laughs> the Trader? That was a short film. Oh, that was lovely. I really like that. I've been thinking about that a lot recently. Have you? Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, it's about the lad who's going around selling um, things out of the back of the transit van. Yeah. Where were they? <sighs> Somewhere near Slavia? Russia, was it? It wasn't in Russia, but... It wasn't Georgia, was it? Georgia, yeah, yes. Georgia. It's so going driving around Georgia, I guess, during... Um, Pulling up the potato season, wasn't it? Because he was selling yeah. everything and then taking potatoes back to the market, wasn't he? He was getting paid in potatoes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was dead good because it was just going through these villages following this little trade route, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty right. similar to the other documentaries we talked about. Mm-hmm. It was just, it's a documentary, but it's only a little 10 minute one. Yeah. On Netflix. They've got a um, guy who's quite sweet and charismatic, but so happens to have a massive build, which is always a very fun. Um, contrast isn't it yeah he remi- sweet guy built the tank is he the one who reminded me of um the welsh actor yeah from he, stella yeah, yeah he does he really yeah, really yeah has that has owl. that nature about yeah the nature owl. of owl yeah from stella um <laughs> great actor i really love him he's in he's in an absolutely terrible film called the baby juice express oh my gosh. More. Um, <laughs> but he's absolutely amazing in that i remember him standing like leaping out in that one it's good Okay, yeah. Bram Stoker's. I think we can skip over these because we did podcasts. Right Bram Stoker's Dracula interview, <laughs> interview with the vampire. Boing. There's a Patreon episode all about those. And so. they're both shit. <laughs> Pain and Glory. Pain and Glory. What was that? That was the other Almodovar one we watched. What was happening in that with, one? Um, oh yes, with middle-aged. Um, what's his name in it? Sorrow. Middle-aged sorrow. Yes. <laughs> Middle-aged what Banderas. What is his name? Bander, Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Yep, absolutely lovely. Yeah, that Very was brilliant. Very sweet and gentle-natured by comparison, but... I gave that so five stars. That was really good. Herbie Cruz is amazing in that one. Yes. So good. Yeah. Um, yeah, very good film. Tenet. Tenet. You quite liked it? Yeah, I um, gave it four stars. I get more annoyed about it the more I think about it. That, that is like a little brief interlude of time when we went to the cinema. Yes. And then, um, and then before getting... Locked up Cast again. back into the darkness. Oh, do you know what I haven't put on here? What have you put in here? Um, Bill and Ted. You haven't, no. Bill and Ted's, because um, I was thinking, I went to the cinema at the same time. Bill and Ted's... Um, Excellent Third Adventure. What's it called? Face the Music. Nice. And five you stars. That was aces, didn't you? Yeah, five stars. Are you generally five star in it? Yeah. Okay. Five stars. Good. <laughs> nice. Just checking. Really liked it. Good. Thought it was great. Thought it. They'd taken the time to do a sequel properly. Nice. I haven't seen it yet. No, and you might not love it as much as me because it's one of those ones, isn't it, where it's like my childhood film. Yeah, maybe. I think you'll give it three stars. Okay. Or four. I don't know, but you know. Tenant. I have to watch the other two first. <laughs> You've seen those. Yeah, but like I don't remember them. Crazy. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's, let's, let's give Tenet a shoe in 
Tenet, I liked it. You liked we it, were, you? you know, we hadn't been to cinema in ages. It was mm-hmm. proper cinema film. Yeah. That's the noise of all the speakers. Mm-hmm. Making that crazy noise. Yeah. People charging up about all the place. That main guy, he was charismatic. No characters in it. Piss yellow colour palette. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Also, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the How end many you stars don't. did I give it? You gave it to you. I thought it was good. The female characters, yeah, not all that. No. Um, Yeah, the plot where he falls in love with the female character is just silly. They should have had him falling in love with Robert Pattinson. That would have made much more sense. Yes. Um, Also, what happens if you need to put him backwards time? Scoops back up here. To go hover over a toilet and have a turd suck up your bum. No, thank you. I guess you just learned to hold it in. It's just a paucity of imagination. You can imagine any world, and he imagines a world where I have to now imagine sucking a poo up my bum. I didn't imagine that. So I don't think there's a thing where you have to imagine that. <laughs> well, it happened, Carried, and that's on his watch. I wonder what happens when you're on your period. Carried, this is what I'm talking about. It's a bad film. It's not a bad film, it's Some good. Some films have just stuck with me and have given me lovely <laughs> feelings. Talking about how kind of like, you know, even as you were talking about Brown Skin Girl as a song, it just yeah. made me feel nice to think about it. And then literally I've got like, yeah, just images of like slightly kind of horrible colour correction. and. I thought it was, that, I mean, that's nothing to, <laughs> nothing, nothing like that happens in the film. <laughs> I don't know if we can praise That's a film on the things that don't happen. Say what you will about Tenet, but no one ever sucks a poo up their bum. It's come to this. Awful, awful, awful. Um, I thought it was fun. It was silly. Silly and fun. Right. <coughs> Why are we both coughing? Someone burning chilies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Always be my maybe. I didn't see this. No, it is good. It's a romantic comedy. It's very mm. nice. It's got um what's his name from Bill and Ted? Bill. No. Oh Ted. Yeah, Ted. What's his name? <laughs> I don't know. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. It's got a little cameo about Keanu Reeves, which is excellent. He comes joke? in he walks into um the restaurant with that sail song on. Do you know it? No. Sail. It's like sail. No, 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 you do know it. No, it was on that. You know, there's that famous clip of the man jumping off the cliff in one of those um, bat suits. No, you know they're like bat suits that were really popular, like yeah, a few years ago. Yeah, there was a famous video of this guy jumping off a cliff in one those with that song on it. I don't remember. Sorry. Oh, there's a few I haven't that you don't watch here. I'll mm-hmm. just skip over these. Thank you. Your name, my cousin Rachel, and late night. Are you good? Yes. They all were together, all good. how many stars would you give them as a th- as a trio? Four. No. Mm. Not bad. Book smart. Book smart. Excellent. Yes, very good. Uh, thank you, GM, for suggesting that one. Rocks. Uh, rocks also excellent. I we think. won't go into much to those because we did a whole podcast about them. It's a great one to punch those, though, isn't it? <laughs> Both doing great stuff in different ways. But, yeah, good. Triples and a cage. 
I didn't watch that. Christ, yeah, that was that was bad. <laughs> I can't believe how sexist they are, Carrie. I was appalled. Oh my gosh! I lost several monocles during the watching of that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we tend to not watch sexist things. We tend to stay away from it if we know it's going to be sexist. I guess so. Yeah, I just, I just, just like lazy casual sexism. Not even like mm. you know, not even like cool sexism. Slaughterhouse <laughs> <laughs> rules. Yeah, that was a bit weird. I well. didn't watch that either. Um, that was very Edgar Whitey, I guess. Mm. Um, it was one of his films, was it? No, it's Cooler Shaker that's made it. Who? Cooler Shaker. Cooler Shaker. Cooler Shaker, yeah. <laughs> Cooler Shaker, that's his name. He was in like an indie band in the 90s. Oh. They were a bit dodgy. Oh. Um, <laughs> Pompoko? Pompoko. I really like Pompoko. Yes, um, it's fun. I really like raccoons and it's mental what they do with their testicles. It is, but they missed the trick with the women. Yes, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a good nebulous review. Not everybody watches Pompoko, so Say just think you know you think of female genitalia as an as an absence, but it's not. It's more useful. They could easily have done way, what they did with the testicles. The testicles is one item, isn't it? Because <laughs> there's a scent, you know, there's a singular sack, isn't it? Flying. That's what we're talking about, isn't it? Flying. Yeah. No. Like with wings. <laughs> this is a very nebulous part of the podcast. <laughs> It'd be upside down. <laughs> anyway. Rebecca. Uh, you didn't get that mime of that. Uh, <laughs> Rebecca, we watched Rebecca twice, didn't we? Yeah. Rebecca and then Rebecca reloaded. Yeah. Also, um, we've done a podcast about them. Yeah, so you get the score. Ghost stories. Ghost stories, yeah. Spirited Away. Spirited Away. Still good, I imagine. I didn't watch it. Jack was very sad because he didn't realise we were watching it. Gutted. And he wanted to watch it. It was Robbed very sad. I was. Yeah. He knew we were watching a film. And you had, <laughs> you had made Finn so excited to watch Spirited Away that he wanted so that, to watch it. So that I would get to watch it, yes. <laughs> you yeah, oh, you what? Well. It's Finn's fault, actually. I never heard of that way. Hotel Transylvania 3. Sorry? The Witches. I thought all of the Hotel Transylvania 3 film has been done by the um, Powerpuff Girls guy. I don't know. Yeah. Not sure. I really need to see his TV series, um, the new one about the caveman who smashes dinosaurs up. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Winter's Bone. Winter's Bone, excellent. Leave No Trace. Uh, Leave No Trace, excellent. Um, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a director I want to see more films of. Which one? Isn't that both the same director? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I panicked then. <laughs> well, we're coming to our final page. Nice. Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, you didn't watch didn't that. Didn't watch that. It was quite good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was quite good. Nice. Zodiac. Zodiac. Fuck, it's boring. Yeah. Ooh. At least he had shiny cars. This was like. Ooh. I think you gave this more stars than you gave Heat. Yeah, heat, you I'm only being gave one. This one you worst. gave two. Yeah, Zodiac yeah. had something going for it, really. Yeah, no, Zodiac was all right. Um, amazing camera The ending work. really annoyed Pointed me. Pointed at really boring things. The ending. <laughs> the ending yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> I remember you getting very frustrated. Well, I might um, give away the ending, because it is a true yeah, crime thing. It, yeah. But the thing is, it's a murder mystery, like one of those ones, police procedural. Yep, it's very much set it's up like, like that. Oh, what's it going to be? You know, follow this thread, follow this thread, give you loads of suspects. In the end, they don't even know who did it. And also, don't, I don't think they even handle that very well. Don't even... They haven't even solved it. They haven't even solved it, but they don't even do anything with that. They no, just they're just kind of like, go, right, oh, that's the end of the film now. In the end, nobody knows. Do you know what this film felt like? It had no structure whatsoever. 
It was yeah, like the investigation was ambling, started, wasn't it? three hours of film happened, Yeah. and then they literally just like, well, I suppose we can end it now. Yeah. Just chop the end of the film off. There's I guess no like if you there. were finding the like investigation itself, I think he's finding the investigation itself super thrilling. But when you, I was watching it as like a police one, expecting there to be an ending. So I was like, oh, maybe it'll be this guy, maybe it'll be that guy. And then it was just like, well, we don't know. Who cares? I bet you that's what the procedural novel feels like in reading it. And that's kind yeah. of what you want from those things. They are just these long logs of this history. Yeah. They're almost like a sort of tied up version of the report. Um, and that's quite an, quite an interesting read for like those kind of things. But ain't no way to make a film. What's also, the, uh, too many montages. What's the name of the man? Robert Downey Jr. No. You know, he's the, the second director. richest, um, one, of the, one of the richest actors in the world. Is he? Yeah. There's someone like him, number one, Jackie Chan, number two. I guess he did all the Iron Mans. Mm-hmm. Did all the Avengers. Yes. Was in some other films. Mm. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's... Um, anyway, what are you going to say? Is that just because of, like, because he just invested his salary well? Perhaps? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's so interesting, him and Jackie Chan. Mm. Cool. Um, David Fincher, that's David the director. Fincher, yep. Lovely camera work. Just don't let him get his hands on the script. <laughs> she dies tomorrow. She dies tomorrow. Is, what's our favourite David Fincher film? What's our favourite? <laughs> Once. <laughs> <laughs> what's a good David Fincher film? I'm trying to think. Gone Girl. Gone Girl. Yeah, that's good. I think that's good because it's not trying to be too clever, you know? It's like. It's well, it's based on a slightly trashy novel, so perhaps that's why. I think he needs to be in the world of pulp. As soon yeah. as he's got anything on the gravitas, he ruins it. His new one looks like it'll also be following lots of letters around the... I had strong, no thank you, please vibes from that. Is that on Netflix? Yeah, he needs to do more trash, because Seven's quite good as well. Uh, What's his favourite? Fight Club? Fight Club? Um, There's something to that, isn't there? I know it's great. Yeah, it's got got qualities. (gasps) Yeah, he needs to do more trash. This new kind of the marvellous adventures of somebody's hat, whatever it is. This looks way too twee for me. Oh, well, it's based on, like, someone writing a film, isn't it? Ugh. Like how... It's writing Citizen Kane, isn't it? Do you know what so, he needs? He only should be doing Mank. things... Mank. He should only be doing stuff where there's, like, just murders or, like, intrigue happening. Don't mm. let him write anything where there's, like, some Mr. Wright something or a report has to happen, because he'll, he'll just... He'll end up filming a typewriter with a camera on the end of it. Yeah, I mean, the direction... The, like, yeah, the cinematography and direction is really good, but just... I just find it so frustrating when they don't find give us who, who done it, how many who films, done it, who how, cares? That's how many what films they were like. have you seen where the photog- like the cinematography has been of that par, but everything else has been good as well? You know what I mean? We're spot for choices. Yeah, days. I mean he is very good. Gone Girl was good. Gone Girl was great. Yeah. Do more trash, David Fincher. Anyway, sorry I talked over you. Did you? Um, she dies tomorrow. She dies tomorrow. Um, that was great. A daft little art film with a little bit of a cheeky sense of humour. That's on our podcast as well. Yes. Hunt for the Wilder People. Do you think that film was um, all about periods? She dies tomorrow. Yeah. No. No. Okay. I don't think it was anything to do with periods. Oh, fair enough. Why? Who thought thinks it's all to do? Well, I just I thought they'd occur to me. What? Because you're really depressed on your period. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I haven't given it any thought yet. It just suddenly just came to me. Because um, they sort of end it on that note, didn't they? On no, one... Conversation about it. They end it with a girl who's on her period, yeah. No, she's been stabbed, isn't she? 
But one of the other girls is on her period. Yes, one of the other girls is, yeah. No, I just thought that was someone on their period. Yeah, they have. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess on the first day of your period, you might feel like the world is ending. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I can't fight for that. <laughs> you were just about to go to the next one then. <laughs> just be this. Hunt for the wilder people. Um, oh god, isn't that nice? Late to the party on that one. That's real. Um, oh, we've had that on our DVD shelves for about five years. I guess so. Yeah. Um, very, very bloody good. That's how you make a film, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Say no more. Set in New Zealand as well, so you get the lovely accents. Yeah, yeah. Another Taika Waititi one. Mm, good lad. Looking forward to his Star Wars. I think it'll be very good. Nice. David Copperfield. David Copperfield. It was alright. It was good, yeah. Um, I liked it. Yeah, it was okay. I liked the colourblind casting. I thought that yes, was great. colourblind casting was great. Don't see why there's any reason not to do that, really. Like, <sighs> I feel like it just know. makes the whole thing more interesting as well. Yeah. Because you're actually opening yourself up to the full range of people's talent as well. Yeah, full um, range of British actors. Or If it had all been people who, if you'd strictly casted that, You'd sort of a smaller net of people to choose from. And you'd yeah. have less quality. Yeah. Um, um, who's, what's your man in the main role? My man in the main role? Mm. Oh, um, playing Dave Playing Dave Copfield. I can't remember his name. Nor me. He's in Slumdog Millionaire. Is he? I've not seen that. On Skins. Mm. He's very good, isn't he? He is very, very good. Handsome. And um, I really liked... The girl playing his wife of her. Who's his wife? Anyway. That, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was directed by Armando Iannucci. Yes. I thought it was very good. I think I preferred Death of Stalin. Yeah, Death of Stalin um, works better as a film, I think. I think this one, there's so much in it that it does feel at the end that it's going a bit of a rush just to get yeah, it's charging. to a point where you can finish it. Yeah, it's charging two things. It's like, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, the end. Yeah. Whereas he's picked a story which, yeah, yeah, has a good kind of two-hour tolerance gap, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Little Joe? Little Joe. Little Joe's all right. Should we do our impression of the um, soundtrack again? No. Go on. No. It only takes a second. No. People will have to listen to that episode if they want to hear our impression of Okay, there you are. <laughs> Fair enough. So if you want to hear the soundtrack of Little Joe, either watch Little Joe or watch our... Um, podcast well they won't be able to hear our impression if they watch Lil Joe they'll just be able to hear the soundtrack no I suppose but it's exactly the same so (laughs) then there was our Christmassy films Christmassy films that we talked about in our Christmas episode yep so so Lethal Weapon Charlie Brown Christmas that sounded like you were doing about Charlie Brown Christmas no Charlie Brown Christmas is alright Shop Around the Corner yes very good and I briefly watched I mean uh, The Holiday Right. I briefly mentioned it, I think, on our Christmas like episode. No, it was rubbish. Right. And then we hardly watched any films this Christmas. No, we watched two, didn't we? Three. Three. We watched Galaxy Quest. Yep, which was hilarious. Very good. Very good, yes. Alan Rickman, very good. Yes. We've been watching a lot of Star Trek, so that was um, in this this strange year of being locked inside a lot of the time. We have watched lots of Star Trek. We have, we've smashed it, almost watched it. I think we would have never watched this amount of Star Trek in a normal year. It would have been a life's work. 
We watched like an episode every lunchtime pretty much and every evening when we were in Newport. That's true. And we're still only on series five. Mm. <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> um. So that was Galaxy Quest. That was really fun. Yes, That's like a spoof fun. film of Star Trek, isn't it? Yeah. Gremlins 2. There's a quality film for you. That was... You gave it four stars. I gave yeah. it three. It's four stars for me. It's just so gross. It's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> Scrubby stuff. Yes. Finn also gave it three. I asked him. Oh, yeah. Why, why was that? I avoided him. He said he liked it a lot. Yes. But it was a little bit old-fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> what does he mean by that? I don't know, but it's true. It <laughs> is very, it like, yes. of the 90s, isn't it? I guess it's so. like one of those, like um, Home Alone or something like that. It's very much mm-hmm. in the style. Yeah, yeah. And then the last film we watched in 2020 was Love and Friendship, mm-hmm. which was a rewatch for me. Which is Jane Austen first short story? Um, no. No. Oh. It was a story by Jane Austen. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's a good. novella. Um, the main character is completely unlikable. Um, and then I went for Wii U at one point and then go back and I had no idea what was going on because the intrigue had stepped on and then I had no idea why anybody's getting married to anybody or what any of the glances or looks meant um, it was towards the you were only so. gone for like a couple of minutes I know there must have been like some real pivotal scenes going on um, and so so yeah that was alright I think was, it's very good that, that, I don't know who directed that but I feel like it's kindred spirit with Amanda Inucci yes um, but maybe quite a bit funnier it was very funny, I think. I think it's very funny. It's the yeah. second time I've watched it. And I just think it's... I actually think at the moment there's a lot of period dramas where people are doing fresh things with them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really great. I, I love to see it. Oh, nice. Is that with... Um, what's that one that's on at the moment? Beginning with the B. Bridgerton. Bridgerton. I mean, Bridgerton is more like Downton Abbey or something. You know, it doesn't have the substance. Yeah. But that has that is fun as well. But it's been good, isn't it? Yeah, it's been good. But more like with David Copperfield and Emma. And the favorite, no, that was last the favorite, year, yeah, yeah. I just think people are like putting a bit more energy into them. I think because for a while it was like such a TV staple to do them. So they're trapped in the in the memes. So they're them. trapped in like ITV or BBC. And like some of like the BBC Pride and Prejudice is like one of my favorite things. Mm. But then I think perhaps that like started a thing where, that. yeah, because that was so successful that people maybe just were always doing it in the same style. And it's like, just watch it again. Yeah. It's like you've got that already good or something else, isn't it? And like, even then with like, there was a 2000, 2008, I think, adaptation of Pride and Prejudice with Kira Knightley. Yeah. And I think they tried to do something fresh, but their like idea of doing something fresh was just a bit more snogging, you know? <laughs> So they'd, um, they'd done a Black Narcissus reboot of it then? Yeah, I mean, it's all right. It's all right. But it's not like, I feel like now actually people are looking at period dramas with a bit more energy and like excitement. Are they looking, nice. at, looking at it almost like, look, a period drama is just a thing that happens in the past. It doesn't have to have these kind of beats to it. Yeah, I think so. Like, and especially because like a lot of the writing, like Jane Austen and things. It's fresh as isn't it's, it? Yeah, and it can be like really sharp and really satirical and really funny. And I think sometimes that's what people perhaps miss and you just do like an ITV TV drama of it. Well, certainly like of the little bits I watched of Pride and Prejudice, you're like, oh, if this was the standard all the time, 
Yeah. Like this would be something, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't need to see a weak ad- ad- version of that. Especially after seeing that now, I can see why anybody else would be like, oh, this is of this quality, you know? Yeah. Anyway. So there we are. That's all of the films. Lois 2020 in films. films reviewed uh, in two hours. <laughs> so that's good. It's going to be an epic podcast. Nice. And people don't have to listen to it all in one go, do they? I mean... Do what they like. I, 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 I'd like to have eight, eight, eight hours of podcast today if I could get rid of it. So, you know... Nice. Two. It's only a little chip away at it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, welcome to the new year. Hope welcome to right. 2021. Um, and goodbye. <laughs> you going? <laughs> I'm gone. Man. Done. All right. 200 films done. Yeah. Goodbye. 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 Done. See you later. <laughs> Have a good way now. Okay. Bye. Bye.